help keep our Great Lakes state clean, but it also promotes job growth in Michigan. Discover how you can become a citizen of Recycle Michigan by exploring michiganrecycles.org. WDFN AM Detroit. Tell Alexa to play WDFN on iHeartRadio. Detroit's 1130, WDFN The Fan. The Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are back at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy, and coach after long last, after the holiday break, after all that. We're back, baby. Yeah, I've been here all day. Have you really? Yeah. That's man. a lot of season fries. A lot of fries. Had the Slim Jim. It's my favorite sandwich here. Had that. Had, it's been a long time since we've been here. So, uh, yeah, it, when Christmas falls and New Year's fall on a Wednesday, we probably ought to look at coming up with some different strategy or something. So. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to investigate that. That one uh, that one kind of snuck up on us, even though we knew that it was coming. So, Coach. Uh, you know, a bunch of stuff that we got to get into. Uh, it was it was funny going in. They redid the bathrooms here at, at RJ's. They're like, it's super nice in there. I feel like my wife's going to be around the corner saying, "Hey, you going to wipe that sink up? You going to leave that water on the sink? You going to wipe that up?" It's nice. It's nice in those bathrooms now, Coach. We lose a few games, and we're talking about cleaning sinks. <laughs> I think. And anything else? The, the few people that came out tonight probably want to talk about what the hell's going on. So. Maybe oh well, we all right, Coach. Yeah, yeah. The the trip to Wisconsin was not kind. It it always is a, a particularly difficult trip in the Horizon League for a lot of teams, not just the Golden Grizzlies, but uh. You know, things did not go the way you wanted them to go, and uh, the road has not been kind as of late. Well, historically, we've we've actually done pretty well up there. I, I that in my memory, that might be the first time that we've lost both games up there. Uh, I'm I might be wrong, but I I've, I know it's been a long time since we've lost both, if we have ever. Uh, so, you know, it was it was a it was a tough road trip. I mean, we had four since we've been here. Uh, you know, we've started league play. I think the last time we were here live was before the Detroit game. Right. And we're, uh, you know, we're two and five, which is what nobody in this room wanted us to be. Um, we've we've lost. We went on a road trip, the four-game road trip, that was going to make or break whether we would be able to be a contender for the league title or not. And it it didn't go well. Uh, but. You know, I mean, if we want to talk about it and statistically analyze it and look at it, you know, there's a couple ways you can look at it. And one of the ways is um, if you look at the, the four-game road trip and just take the stats from those four-game road trip, we we held those four opponents to 39% from the floor, which is, you know, fantastic. To go on the road and do that is unbelievable. We held them to 28% from the three, which to go on the road and do that is fantastic. We sh we made more free throws than our opponents made in those four games on the road, and we actually scored more points than our opponents did. Three more we scored three more points than our opponents did in those four games, and yet we're one and three. And so the silver lining of that is, these were not far off. The other way you could look at it is how the hell couldn't you win those games and now you got to play, you know, you got to go to Northern Kentucky and Wright State. And, and so there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. I think we as a young group of basketball players have to look at it as why did we lose? 
And and the bottom line is, you know, game one we lost uh, because we couldn't defend the last six seconds of the game. We did everything we had to do uh, with with a minute to go in the game. We had a dunk, a layup that we turned into a dunk that was missed. Um, we got the stop. We came down. Uh, we did something else that was not real good. Uh, we got, they scored, we came down, and we got a basket with six seconds, seven seconds to go to take the lead. And uh, maybe the worst six seconds that I've, probably the second worst six seconds that I've ever seen. The, the one second in the Little Caesars Arena with Youngstown State a few years ago was probably the worst last ending of a game that I've been associated with. And I've been, we've been associated around here with a lot of bad endings. I mean, we lost a tournament game uh, where a guy, th we took the lead with one second to go, and the guy threw it in from 75 feet to beat us. Um, but that second against Youngstown when we had won the league and lost to the eighth, that was probably the worst second. But these six seconds, from an execution standpoint, from a, a, a coaching standpoint, were just terrible. So we lose that game. We come back. We play pretty well uh, against Cleveland State. Um, then we go to Green Bay. We get a technical foul with few minutes, you know, uh, it, we led the whole second half. We get a technical foul, and we have we have a give up six, what was it, six points in two seconds or something like that. Not, not even two seconds, yeah. And got us behind the eight ball, had a chance, had a three to tie the game and missed it. Um, and then the Milwaukee game, the last four or five minutes, we, we made a lot of really, really critical errors. So you look at that, and you can say, well, it's a young team, and we're going to get better, and we had a chance to do that. And I think that's how we, as a coaching staff, have to have to look at it. We have to go that route, um, and we have to just keep getting better. And we, we knew that when the year began that, you know, we were going to have some issues. But you look at the statistics of those four games, and they're pretty amazing, you know. Why have we lost? Well, we've lost because in two of those four games we gave up 18 offensive rebounds. And then the real thing that's killing us is our turnovers and our inability to to make elementary plays. And and that's got to get fixed, and it, we have to fix that. And if we don't, then it, we are not going to win. You know, if we can't fix that, it's all pipe dream to think that, oh, yeah, we only lost by one, and next time, you know, we have to fix the ability to get the ball into our post players, the ability to run sets, the ability to, to get shots up. We turn the ball over in those games at a rate of just under 30%. Now think about that. If you, if I gave you $100 to go to Russ's, to RJ's to eat, and as you walked in the door, you said, well, here's 30 bucks. I'm not going to, you know, you wouldn't be able to get as many seasoned fries, obviously, right? Right, right, exactly. And, basically, Jim, maybe. and that's basically what we're doing on offense. 30% of our of possessions we're not even getting a shot up and we, we're challenged a little bit in our shooting anyways so that's really killing us right and uh we we've got to fix that fixing shooting fixing those things who knows if that's going to happen um but we have to fix the turnovers so those are the two reasons that we have not been able to be successful and we have to fix them and we're working on it and we're going to do the best we can Listen to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. You can get involved with the show, too. Send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those a little bit later on. But, Coach, going back to that, 
I mean, you talk about late game execution. What what can you do as a staff? What can you do? What can Jeff Smith do? What can Tony Jones, Michael Covington? I mean, what can you guys do as a coaching staff? You know, because this moment happens, right, in these basketball games, and you feel as though you're prepared for them. You find out that you're not. What can you guys do further as a staff? Because I know, you know, I I see you guys on the road. I see you with your face breaking down the film and. You know, no no sleeping in the hotels and all that kind of stuff. I, I see it wearing on you guys. What can you guys do further as a staff? Well, you know, the, the analytics of the game are, are pretty easy to look at and come by. But So we've lost, we're 2-5, and five, and in five of the seven games that we've played in the league, we have had a double-digit lead in the first seven to eight minutes of the game. And... and We've got some people who have been around for a long time and have seen us play for a long time. I don't know. You know, the, the that run we had where we went 50-3 and three in the league over a three-year period, we probably had a double-digit lead in every one of those games. But we, you know, I mean, we were loaded. That was an unbelievable team. We were so much better than everybody in the league. It, for this team to run out like we do, 13 to nothing, 19 to 6, 19 to 9, 21 to 4, the things that we've done, I think uh, we've had two. Detroit was 14 nothing. Youngstown was 13 nothing. So five of those seven games, we've done that. We've lost three of those five games, and you you have you know you look at it and you wonder why and how how are we continually coming? So you have to you have to give your players a lot of credit. I I, I keep saying I give my coaching staff a ton of credit because they do a great job in the game prep. They're doing a great job in practice for prepping for games. They, they figure it out, our matchups, we do all this kind of stuff. And then, so why? Why are we running off to 21-4 to and then we can't, you know, we can't finish that, we can't get to the half? The Detroit game, we got up, got to the half up 20. Um, these other games have been in, on the road. You know they're going to make runs, but how, can, how come we can't get to the half? And as you analyze it, one of the things that you look at is, in all five of those games, we've started a different lineup. So is it, well, we, we play these guys and then they get tired and they come out and then somebody else comes in? No, we've started five different lineups in those games. So the prep is good, this is good, but the, if you really look at it, what happens is early in the game, we guard tremendous, they can't make a shot, we usually execute offensively pretty darn good. And then all of a sudden, we start turning the ball over. And they get a run out. They get a, a run out the floor, and all of a sudden the guy's wide open and makes a three because they didn't have to earn the three. They got it that way. And they go bang, bang, and then the crowd gets into it, and they, they get a little momentum going. And, and that's really what's, what's happened. It's, it's pretty single-minded that if you look at it, it's the offense that ha that starts to break down. Is it because we get tired? I don't think so. I think that, you know, by then we're we've usually into that time that that happens. We've played seven or eight different guys, and it's not the same. It's not okay. These five started. These three come in, and then this happens. Well, it must be because of these three. This rotate. It's not that. It's it's pretty even across the board on who's on out there when it happens, and it's everybody. And so the, the, the key to this whole thing is we've got to learn to value the basketball. And not, I, the, the Milwaukee game's a perfect example. 
We've got it 19 to 9, and we're on a run. They follow us. We've got the ball under our basket, and we run a play. One of the guys running the play forgets the play. Okay? And now the guy taking the ball out of bounds panics because the guy didn't do what he's supposed to do. So he throws the ball to a guy that we have as a safety valve, and our safety valve, for some reason, doesn't understand that if the ball bounces, he can just pick it up and we come run our offense. He thinks it's going to be an over and back call. Right. Which, that call went out 20 years ago. I mean, you have to, <laughs> you have to possess the ball in the in front court and take it into the back court. You know, just because you throw the ball into the back court doesn't mean that it's going to be over and back. So he take instead of just grabbing the ball, he goes with one hand, jumps in the air, and throws it back to them, and they're on their way, and they score the next 11 points. You know, I mean, it's just those little things that are making a difference. Is that youth? Is that whatever it is? You know, we all can decide or determine what it is, but we have to fix it. We're not we're not just going to magically fix it and start winning games. And so that's what we're working on. Now, Coach, you always told me, and this is something that stuck with me, I use it when I'm talking to my children even, it, you, you always use the phrase down and distance in, in understanding where you are in a situation because when, when you paint that scenario, when you have a 21-4 to 4 lead, and, and obviously this isn't something that you would do during a game, but, but in, in practice, in theory and in practice, a shot clock violation, standing there holding the ball, a shot clock violation without ever getting a shot off is a better scenario than turning the ball over, the runouts, the, the snowball starts. Catching it, jumping up yeah, in the air yeah, and throwing you know, it. Yeah, somewhere. the right. snowball rolling down the hill, That, that those are all factors that, that contribute to that. Is, is it that simple, though? I mean, you just got to teach the down and distance. Is it that mm -hmm. easy? If yeah. it were, I mean. It's what we try and do. I mean, yeah. it's the old football terminology, but, I mean, we're all Lions fans here, and we've all watched the Lions play for years, and, We've all scratched our head when it's third and 11 and they throw a four-yard pass. You know, we all, what the hell are they doing? I mean, it's, it's down in distance. And on a, you've got, and we have got to do a better job of that. It, it's, 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 I mean, it's pretty evident to all the fans that are watching that, you know, what, what, what is that? We, you know, another perfect example, I know we got to get to commercial, but another perfect example is we score with 28 seconds to go in the game. And our guys turn around and jog down the floor like, well, like it's ten minutes to go in the game. Right. And by the time that we can get them organized to foul, there's only 15 seconds left. You don't get that 13 seconds back. Right. Where, that's your lifeblood. Where yeah. ball went in the basket, I mean, it's panic time. I mean, we're down two with 28 seconds to go. We probably need to get up there and. Uh, and, and understanding that scenario, that 13 seconds that goes Understand, off. Understanding down and distance. That's your life. That's your life. Well, it, 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 it's a reason you could say we lost the game. I, if we had fouled with 23 seconds to go, they missed the front end of it. They made the second one. It was a three-point game. We were going to come down and run a play, and Rashad was going to get a three. And maybe he misses it, and we lose anyways. But they Reason. couldn't foul. Right. Instead, they fouled, and we went to the free-throw line where with 20 seconds left in the game, they couldn't foul. You know, you're going to have to come down and guard us. And so it, it, 
Did it cost us the game? Who knows? But it it was a real blunder. It was yeah. a real blunder on our part, and it's just down in distance and understanding and knowing. I mean, if you look at the tape, all five guys turn around and run back, and uh, you know you can say, well, that's coaching, and I agree with you. It is coaching. We're not we're not we weren't very well coached on that possession. All right, we'll take our first break of the night. When we come back, uh, something happened in the Kansas-Kansas State game last night that we want to get coaches' take on. There's some questions addressing it with the hashtag AskCampy. If you have any questions out there, go ahead and fire it away on Twitter. We'll get to all that and more. You're listening. The Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzly. Valley House, shop every team in town, college and pro. Come on, it's time to go. Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in Golden Grizzly gear or your favorite local pro or college team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House, Rally House. It's your city, it's your house. It's the Rally House. Shop 10 locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Make sure you visit them on the web, www.evanslawgrp.com. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Again, we are here in Rochester Hills. Happy to take your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. And, and Coach, one of the fans here in attendance asked you a question, and, and it was something that I was talking about with fans earlier today, and it was something that we really saw change the scope of things. Uh, Rashad Williams getting his eligibility. He saw his first action in Green Bay. And, Coach, I saw the the very – might have been two of the first three plays. I can't remember if it was exactly the first two. But within the first three plays, we saw the value of Rashad. Both times the ball was on the right wing. He had it. One time trying to get it to X. One time trying to get it to Brad. He got it in there. And you could see the man on Rashad double clutch. He wanted to go double, but he knew that he couldn't. X scored. Brad scored. Uh, it really changed the way they guarded you, certainly within the first couple possessions of that game. Well, right now, if Lampman and Rashad are on the floor at the same time, uh, our post players are going to be all alone one-on-one, -on -one, and that's going to make a huge difference for us as, as we grow offensively and, and we learn and Rashad gets comfortable. And I mean, he is he, he shot the ball 43% from the three last year at Cleveland State, and he made 93 threes. Um, that is 
you know, our great three-point shooters, Bader, in his years would make anywhere from 120 to, a, to 145. As a freshman, Bader made 93 threes, the same as Rashad. So that's the level of shooter he is. Uh, you make 43 or 93 threes and shoot 43%, you can really shoot the ball. The, the coaches know that, and they're going to guard him that way. Um, I don't know if he's going to shoot 43% this year when you come in this late and try and, and blend into a, a group of guys. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time, and he'll, you know, he, he's not going to be, I think he's 5 for 32 right now. He's not going to be 5 for 32. And in those two games, 5 for 32, they were one possession games. Imagine when he gets to be, even if he's bad at 10 for 32. That's going to make a huge difference for us because how teams are going to have to play us now. So what they're going to do, this is what teams are going to do against us. They are going to pick us up 94 feet, and they're going to make us earn every foot of the court. Instead of what they were doing was just falling back, let us throw around, throw it in the post, double, triple team the post, make us make outside shots. Um, on As of today, right now, you know, shooting percentage from the three, um, a year ago, we ranked, there's 354 teams in Division One. A year ago, we ranked 17th in the country, 17th. We had the leading three-point shooter in the country in Braden Norris, and we had Javen Cumberland, and we had Kamari Newman. Three guys that could get 30, that could make seven threes to ten threes in a game. That did get 30 and did make seven to ten threes right. in games, right? All three of them did. Right. So you lose those three kids. Uh, we lost Javen in, in uh, May. Braden in May. It happened in April, but by the time we were sure they were leaving and all that, it was May. And we lost Kamari in June. And you're not going to you're not going to be able to replace that. So we were 17th in the country at this time last year. Today we're 331st in the country. Now Rashad's going to change that. We're not going to go to 17th, but we're going to go to 250th or something like that. Right. We are going to climb and and get better. But that's the problem. Is that, you know, we haven't shot the ball well so they could dig down. Now, if Lampman and uh, Rashad are on the floor at the same time, there's going to be no double. There's going to be, we're going to be all alone in the post, and we're going to have a chance to do some things. If Rashad and Lampman aren't on the floor together and there's only one of them, they will still double off Trey. They still will double off Kangoo. They still will double off. Uh, Madison, they still will double off guys. So, you know, when we're in trouble offensively, you're going to see Trey or you're going to see Lampman and Rashad on the floor together a lot to give X and Brad a chance. And that's just, you know, we're going to work our way through that, figure it out, and 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 see how it goes. But the the truth of the matter is now our issue is going to be how do we get the ball in after a made basket? And how do we get it up the floor and still have enough time on the shot clock to run something and get it to those two guys? We don't have a guy in the program that can take the ball, clear the floor, and let him go. And, you know, that's my fault. But that's the, the facts and the reality of it. So we're working to try and figure this out. And doing it in practice and doing it live, I don't have teams that can press in practice to play against like a Green Bay or a Milwaukee or 
on tomorrow night, the best team in the league at it, is UIC. So you're going to see 40 minutes of full court, man-to-man, run and jump, and you're going to see us do some stupid stuff because, you know, we're learning how to do it. The, the thing is, by, by the end of February, we've got to be able to handle it. And with, with patience and with seeing it over and over again and with adjustments, I, I think we'll, we will be able to handle it. And I think eventually we're going to be able to get the ball and get it inside. And one of the reasons that we jump out to these leads is because when we're defending and they don't score, they can't press. And so, you know, we're, we're getting it. We're running good offense. X is scoring. Brad's scoring. Make a couple threes early. And all of a sudden you're up 14 to 4 or something like that. And then you make a mistake. They get the run out. They get a basket. They press. They steal it. They make a three. They press. We can't get it in. They get excited. And, and that's what's happened to us. And we have to fix those mini runs. We have to fix that. We have to have more poise. We can't. We had a guy take the ball out of bounds against the press and fall in. You know, and just jump in the air and throw it somewhere. You know, it's just a matter of experiencing it and getting better from it, seeing the tape, seeing the mistakes you've made and learning from it. And, and that's what we're doing. Coach, speaking of tapes, and, and we'll kind of break the uh, the Twitter questions up into two segments here as we, we fill out the rest of the, this segment, usually a third segment, we get uh, deep into the Twitter questions. But I'll give you the first one here. Uh, OU Basketball Guy tweets at us and says, here's my ass campy for this week. Have you ever been involved with a brawl like the Kansas-Kansas State game last night? What do you even say as a coach at that point? Hashtag ass campy. And for those who didn't see, I know they had it on the TVs here, so a lot of you got a chance to see it. In the Kansas-Kansas State game last night, it was full-on WWE. Uh, chairs uh, being lifted up and, and players lifting up chairs. Uh, I mean, it was it was a melee there between Kansas and Kansas State. I know some of the suspensions dropped today. One of the players got suspended for 12 games. But, you know, you, you, you've been involved with a couple of those, haven't you? Yeah, we've had two of them uh, in my time as a coach at Oakland. And I don't know what he means by what would you say. Uh, does that mean what would you say to your players? What are you saying to the referees? What are you saying? To... We've actually had three. <laughs> They're all coming back now. Yeah, I forgot about the, this one. This one was the first year I was a coach, and I was 28 years old, and I, I got a lot of technicals that year, and they had a, we were playing Northwood, and they had a guy that... He was just a brute, and, and we weren't any good, and they weren't any good. And one of my players broke his nose, and um, I had told the referee during the game, uh, you know, if you don't get this under control, there's going to be a fight. And sure enough, there's an elbow. We break we break a guy's nose. They didn't have replay back then, so they couldn't go back. They didn't know who did it, and... So there's about four minutes to go in the game, and people here, if anybody here remembers the old Lepley, all of a sudden the door opens, and here comes this kid, and he's got tape all over his face. And I, oh, are we in trouble, because this kid was coming in to find the guy that broke his nose. And he did, and a melee took place, and the referee's laying on the ground. And I went running out from the bench, and he's on, the referee's on the ground, and so for the question, this is what I said. I looked at the referee, and I put my finger in his face, and I said, I told you there was going to be a fight if you let this thing go, which probably wasn't the right thing to say. <laughs> so 
that was the first one. The second one happened at Chicago State. And this is a, this is a story. I actually got suspended for a game because of this, um, and so did the coach at Chicago State. Uh, I have the tape somewhere. We never let the tape out, though, because it, it was very similar to last night. Um, the people remember Chicago State in the league. They don't. They didn't really run a real a program that. Uh, so we're playing there, and we go to our locker room at halftime, and it's locked, and we can't get in. And you know, I mean, it just it, it was like a small high school run program. And so we're standing out in the hallway, and it's our first year in Division One, and and we're we're down like six points. And we we had had a good year. We we were winning games, and they were the bottom of the league. And their coach, his team's locked out of their locker room, our team's, and he, their coach comes in and starts yelling at their players in front of my players. This team sucks. How can you even be only six points up? How's I mean, this, I can't tell you half the things he said. And my guys are sitting there listening to it. <laughs> and. I just I'm just dumbfounded by it because they're like two and seventeen, and we're like nine and nine or whatever. It wasn't the we weren't eligible. So the first year in Division One we won the league championship. This we played a league schedule the year before when we weren't eligible, and that that was the year I'm talking about. So I go in the locker room and I say to the team, um, "You heard what that guy said." I said, "So you you guys are going to go out." And you're going to play the best half of basketball of your lives. And we're going to kick there. And I said, and then when the game's over, I'm going to go kick his. And I used that word. So we go out and we play the best half of, the, of our careers probably. We, and we smoke them. And I have Dwayne Stevens, who if you remember him, is this, he's now an assistant coach at Michigan State. He's a big boy. I have Eric Steffen, who was 6'10", and about 450 pounds. So I had 800 pounds and two guys, 6'10", 6'7", 6'8", next to me. And their coach was 6'9", played in the national championship game, Bo Ellis. So there's about 30 seconds to go in the game, and I looked down, I go, do I have to go kick his... And, and Eric looks at me and goes, well, you said you were going to. <laughs> and and I go, well, they, they kicked the teams. I guess I got to do it. So we stand up. We go to the handshake line, and he look. he's going to walk right by me and put his hand. And I look at him, and I put my finger up in his face. I say, if you ever say anything about our team like that again, I'm going to kick your. And he t reaches down, and he grabs me by the neck. <laughs> and he picks me up. Now, I'm 5'9", and he's 6'10". I can't say who the player is because we still have the, f nobody knows this because nobody had film, because they're so bad at their game management, their film guy, sh when the game ended, their film guy shut the film off. My guy didn't. So I got, I've got it locked away somewhere. One of my players comes from behind while he's got me, and bam, right in wow. Bo Ellis's face. The place went nuts. Fans came out. Oh my God! It yeah. was if last night it was five times worse. 
I mean, there now there were only a hundred people at the game, but, but all hundred of them were on the floor chasing our players, chasing me. The police were there. I'm walking through the the. Uh, they have a a special. We got a police escort. Uh, not just out of Chicago State, out of Chicago. The police escort took us all the way out of Chicago. And as I'm walking out of the locker room, these people are still standing there, and they want. They want a piece of you. Oh yeah, and. I found out it was his wife. She got around the thing and she, I'm going to kick you. You know, she was coming. I mean, it was unbelievable. And uh, I got suspended. He got suspended. Uh, they, The league, when we played our next game, wanted us to have a little meal together, you know, before. And I explained to the league that it wasn't the players. It was the coaches and that we would take care of that. And on we went. Nothing ever happened. This is the content we're here for, folks. Uh, we'll take our next break. When we come back, the rest of the questions on Twitter, we'll take a look at UIC and IUPUI to wrap this thing up. Second half, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. <laughs> we were born this way. Forged in the same fire. Right now, employee lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2017 Dodge Journey for $269 a month. Rally House, shop every team in town, college and pro, come on, it's time to go. Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in Golden Grizzly gear for your favorite local pro or college team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House. Rally House, it's your city, it's your house, it's the Rally House. Shop 10 locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this, I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. The season prize have been slung around, pizzas being ordered, you know, all the, uh, all the usual good stuff here at RJ's Pub. Uh, he is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy that you're with us on Detroit's 1130 AMWDF and the Fan, the iHeartRadio app, on all your Alexa-enabled speakers. However you're listening, we're glad that you are. We have some more questions with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, Wesley V tweets at us and says, Coach, you've discussed the defensive strategy this year, forcing opponents to shoot a lot of threes, and it's working. How does your defense impose that on, an, on other teams? Does switching all ball screens contribute to that at all? Oh, I think so. I think the switching of all the ball screens, you know, we got that from Texas Tech. Uh, I know that guy there uh, pretty well, and all he did was get to the national championship game last year. And I remember uh, talking to him a couple times, you know, because uh, they were going to play. I think they played Michigan, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, he called me and wanted to know my thoughts on Michigan, and we talked about that. And, uh they might have played Northern Kentucky to first I don't round, know. yeah. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I, I, in that game, I can't. 
you know, we have a league rule that we want Northern Kentucky to win, so I couldn't talk, talk, talk to him about that. But after the game, we talked, and, and then the Michigan game. And we talked a lot about the switching of ball screens and how he felt that that was, you know, so unique and unusual that, you know, it really helps their field goal percentage and it helps keeping the ball being driven in. So we went to it the first time ever doing it, and, and we're giving up 40% from the floor right now, which is uh, three percentage points lower than any team I've ever coached. And we had some, you know, with Keith Benson, we had some really good defensive teams. So it's really worked. Um, it does hurt you on the offensive glass two, three, four times a, a game. Um, you're, we're going to give up an offensive rebound because Blake Lampman's on a 6'9 guy. Um, it doesn't, that's not the reason you give up 18 offensive rebounds. Of those 18 in that game, four of them were because of that. Um, so, you know, I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm just saying you're, there are some things you're going to give up. We, we, we've worked really, really hard in getting in gaps and overhelping and keeping the ball out of the paint. Uh, you know, a lot of our teams in, the, in past years have struggled with uh, dribble drive and straight line drives to the basket. And we've really, you don't see that much. You'll see a backdoor every now and then against us when we overhelp a little too much. Um, but basically what you're seeing against us is, you know, three-point shots. I mean, almost 40 to 50% of the ball's against us. And, and contested, we're contesting. I mean, we're giving up you know, 31% from the three, which is, you know, national national uh, class. So it, our defense has been outstanding. I will say this, though, in, in the Milwaukee game, they scored the last seven possessions of the game, so we weren't very good on defense. You know, we, we've got, right now, you know, we're just snake bit with uh, trying to win a close game. And, we haven't gotten the big, big stops that we need to get. The Youngstown game, we got a couple, but we didn't get the last one. We didn't get them against Milwaukee. You would think that when you're so good defensively that you would get the big stops, but you also have to get the rebound. It, we Milwaukee shot 39% from the floor against us with 18 offensive rebounds, and usually an offensive rebound's a basket, so it's the shot and miss, get the rebound score, that's 50%. Imagine what that field goal percentage would have been, Neil if they had had eight offensive rebounds. So. Right, and, and I would back that up, too, and say you know, in the Youngstown State game with the 18 offensive rebounds, you're, you're going against Nas Bohannon, who's in the top 13 in the country in terms of offense. He's averaging four per game by himself. I mean, yeah, but, those numbers get skewed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but that they way. only had two in the first half. Right, that is, and that's a fact, too. 16 in the second half. Right. And, and you know, you got <laughs> it's time to win games. You've got to... Players make plays. At you this gotta, point, you know what everybody does well. Yeah, you've yeah. got to make plays. And, you know, that guy goes to the glass, you've got to make sure he doesn't go. Uh, Wesley V also tweets to us with the hashtag AskCampy. Madison Monroe was a late commit last summer. Can you share how a kid from North Carolina who went to a military prep school ended up coming to Oakland? Is there anything different about coaching a freshman who had a year of prep school versus maybe not having a year of prep school? Oh, uh, no, because our system, especially offensively, is pretty complicated and um, I thought Madison coming from the military, you know, obviously he had to have good grades and all that kind of stuff and, and intellect and all those things. I thought that, you know, it might be a little easier for him uh, getting a prep school kid. But the, the truth of the matter is the only reason we recruited him is because of those kids leaving. I mean, we didn't even know who he was. Uh, his dad is the all-time leading scorer at North, North uh, Carolina State. And so when we heard about him that late, the fact that 
you know, it was kind of situational that he was open because he was going to Army, and then in the in the summer he decided that's not what he wanted, and it took a while for the generals at the West Point to let him out of his commitment because they had paid a year school for him. So he had to get special permission from the government to get out, and when he did, he was kind of in the same situation we were in that there weren't a lot of schools left with scholarships. We just happened to be one of them. Uh, I liked his family a great deal. I liked the fact that he can score. And uh, and we had a scholarship because of all the things that happened. So that's how all that went down. And you know, I think Madison getting hurt early in the year really hurt him because he was going to start the Northern Illinois game. And the day before in practice, he he uh, got a high ankle sprain and ended up missing what four weeks. And I think those non-league games really. I mean, I I think that if that hadn't happened, he'd been a starter and playing 30 minutes a game by the time we got to league play. He certainly is. He's kind of a do-all guy. Uh, there, there's a lot of roles that he can fill. Well, he can there. score the ball, right? And, and uh, that too. That's always I mean, nice. Well, we don't have that, and, right? You know, we need that, and and um, he he'll be a very good complementary player to Rashad because he scores the ball in not by shooting three-point shots. He scores the ball by getting to the rim, getting offensive rebounds, and and just that that junk junk man's game. More questions with the hashtag AskCampy. Oh, and I did want to bring it up, too. Uh, Rodney Monroe is his father. He was the ACC Player of the Year at NC State. He was, he was all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty good. Um, and, and, you know, Coach, credit to you because you and I talked about this. Um, you know, there's some negative questions in there as well, but, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll address them all. Uh, this uh, tweeter, the Vakaval, wants to know, uh, kind of takes issue and says, Coach, you're calling out individual players and blaming players for everything and not taking any of the responsibility uh, for for what's happened down there, which which, you know, I I distinctly remember like quoting you if we were in a court of law right now can quote you and saying, ultimately all of this lies on the feet of the coaches. It's something that that we have to take care of and we have to coach. Oh, I don't think there's any question that that uh, you know the the bottom line is who's coaching the team and and we're seven and twelve right now and Oakland isn't supposed to be seven and twelve haven't been in many a years and we are right now and and it's it's you know coaching is a big part of it I mean uh, you know you can say all you want that you know 12 seconds went off the clock at the end of it but I'm the guy in charge and it went off and you know that's my that's my problem my mistake the the thing about calling out the players is you know I'm a guy that's going to say what I think and I think there's a lot of benefits to that to our fans you know, we talked about that a couple of radio shows ago that I'm going to tell you. I'm not not going to hold any The only secret that I wanted to hold was that Rashad was going to play. That's and, that the only, was, and that was tactical. And that was <laughs> that's the only secret I've ever right. held. Uh, you know, I, I we're going to tell you what it is. You're our fans. You you guys love our program. You you know, you come every Wednesday night. You do all those things. And so I I believe that I'm going to always tell you the truth. And And the bottom line is right now, we got we we can't run a set. We we do those things, and I'm just going to tell the truth. Now, if, if somebody thinks that I'm calling out a player, I don't really care. I guarantee you that the player knows he's being called out, and he understands why. Um, we're not going to go and I'm not going to tell you that some kid came in my office and you know flunked this class and did, I mean I'm never going to do something like that. But we all watched the game. We all saw what happened. If you want my analysis of what's going on, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to give you coach speak. I'm not going to give you crap that you don't want to hear. I'm going to tell you the truth. 
And if this guy thinks I'm calling out the players, I really don't care what he thinks. I care what my players think, and I care what people that are fans of our team, that they understand and know what's going on. Tomorrow night, you're going to watch Chicago come in here, and you're going to see what I just told you. And you're going to be able to analyze the game and watch the game and enjoy the game more watching it because right now you're going to know what they're trying to do to us. You're going to see the tactics of how we handle it. And then you know what? Whoever this guy is, you can judge if I can coach or not. And I really don't care if you think I can or not. Uh, you know, and, but you can judge it. You can say, well, those are terrible tactics. That's fine. Go ahead. Say it. I don't care. But I'm going to tell you the truth so you understand what's going on. Coach, where, where does that come from with you two? Because I've noticed this as as I go on and I call different games and different sports and you know deal with national games or, or other local teams or whatever. I found that you've almost kind of ruined it for me in that I go to these press conferences or I go to these one-on-one with coaches and I expect them all to be like you and and they're going they're going to talk to me and you know really spell out what they want to do, what they hope the other team doesn't do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're you're very rare in that respect. You know uh, why, why do you do that? I'm rare when we're winning, and people think that's cute. But now that we're not winning, now I'm an, uh, a bad guy for doing it. You know, so I, it is what it is, man. You think what you want to think. The the bottom line is is that I I invested in Oakland University for 36 years. Uh, many of the people sitting in this room have been vested for a long time. Most of our fans other than the students, are vested for a long time. And our students are the best students in the league. They're, the, they're, they're not even close. It's not even close that our student section is far and away. So I owe them, if they're going to care as much as they care, I owe them the truth. I owe, I owe you people what's going on. And I, I owe you people to try. I'm not trying to trick anybody, you know. We're going to throw the ball to Xavier, and we're going to throw it to Brad. We, you, we have a practice at the beginning of the year where people come out. I even tell you the name of our, our sets and our calls so that you know what's going on. And I've said many times, you know I hate Detroit. If Detroit's coaches wanted to come to that practice and hear that, I wouldn't care either because this is what we're going to do, stop it or don't stop it. You know, the same is, is. But I think people that care about us need the truth and need to know what's going on. And if, if somebody can't run a set, that's why it's not happening. Do you want me to make something up and say, well, you know, the bottom line is the reason that we didn't foul for 15 seconds at the end of the Milwaukee game is because I just, you know, I forgot about it. <laughs> I realized, you know, 10 seconds in, I realized, gosh, darn it, guys. That's my fault. I should have told you to foul. You know, I mean, well, there was you, a lot of snow and it was cold there. Yeah, but and is that what people really want to hear? Yeah. Do they want to know the truth? The truth of the matter is, is we have a young team that's not real intelligent basketball-wise and is going to learn and get better, and it's my job to coach them and get better. And if they don't, then I've done a bad job. If they do, I've done a good job. But let's wait till the season's over and analyze how much better. If this was a veteran team that did that, that's bad coaching. It's bad coaching anyways because we lost the game. But let's let it happen and let's get better at it. Now, now it's happened. What's going to happen next time? And there's going to be a next time. So what's going to happen? Coach, Juwan Howard has the sport coat with a T-shirt going tonight. Well, it's cancer week. Yeah. This is the shoes, the sneakers, and the sport coats and all that kind of stuff. And 
You ever, you ever going to do a t-shirt with a sport coat? Probably not. I got some pretty cool shoes for tomorrow, though. All right. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that. You know what else I, I did want to back up to when we were talking about the Kansas-Kansas State thing? You didn't tell any uh, Champagne Brother stories. Oh, we had a Champagne Brother fight at Valpo. <laughs> we ended that game with five guys on the floor. My staff had everybody else in the locker room. Back in the days where... We hated Valpo like we hated Detroit. Um, the Jason Rosicki blew his knee out in the game. The game was for first place. It was still pretty early in the season, but Jason had blown his knee out. And uh, the game ended. They they blew us out. Uh, Scott Drew, who's now the head coach at Baylor, Homer was in the hospital that day for some reason. And I can't remember what. He had something wrong with him. He went to the hospital. And Scott was his assistant. He coached the game. And... Jason blew his knee out early in the game, and we had no chance. The place was packed. They're, they're killing us. And they bring a guy named Wiley, I remember his name, into the game. And John Champagne was in the game. And it didn't look good. Uh, it ended up in a fight. And John had his shirt over the top of his head, like a hockey thing, and was like that. And um, we got that on tape, too. So... Uh, <laughs> we need a best of one. Yeah, day, so we get everybody cleared off the floor. I look at Scott, and I, you know, I mean, the, 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 both kids. There's, I don't know. I'm not going to say it was their fault or our fault. Both kids were involved, and so we get everybody clear. They win the game. We play the last couple minutes. Nobody on the bench. Just you know, don't foul. Just dribble around. Get it over. We get it over. We get out. We get in a bus. And in those those days, we didn't have a lot of money. This was early 2000s. We didn't have much money, so. Our post-game meal was Wendy's. The game was on national TV. We leave. We get on the bus. We're in line. I'm talking to John as everybody's in line getting their thing. And finally, we get to the front of the line, and John steps up to order what he wants. And I'm behind him. And it's, it's like a movie, like one of those movies where there's a 18-year-old kid with pimples all over his face and... You know, and he's got that one of those hats on. You say that. <laughs> Didn't I just see you beat the blank out of? Oh, out of, Shane Orling's uh, on it back uh, in the studio. Yeah, yeah hopefully they, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble for that now. But he goes, Didn't I just see you beat the, out of some kid on TV? And John was like, Yep, that's me. <laughs> of course he did. Of, of course he did. He'd, if he walked in the room right now, he'd say it right now. Uh, it was, it, I mean, those were a different day, right? I mean, he didn't get suspended. Nobody got. I mean, we just went and played the next game. It was it was a different day and age, but that was hilarious, man. This you know, you can you picture in a movie or a a, com, a commercial a kid who's behind the thing with his ice cream and uh, doing a frosty or whatever, and that's what the kid looked like. And it just it was so funny. <laughs> this is a great campy show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Final uh, seven minutes or so of the show, Coach. Uh, tomorrow, UIC in town, IUPUI on Saturday as well. Lots of stuff going on around campus, too. The Hall of Honor inductions will be Friday night as well. It's a big weekend around campus and a couple of big basketball games. Yeah, you know, the, the Winter Fest and everything on Saturday has usually been a game that we've sold out. Um, I, they're telling me we've got good crowds coming, uh, which, you know, when you're 2-5 and five or 7-12 and 12 or whatever we are, you know, I, I, I just have to marvel at Oakland fans you know we appreciate it our kids appreciate it I know the Grizz gang will be out there anyways 
They're here and, tonight uh, too. Yeah. yeah. And and to have good crowds, you know, when when a lot of people are saying you 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 guys aren't very good and that. Um, I think it's uh, hopefully our kids understand it and we'll, we'll be competitive and we we just got to win a close game. You know, I I think we we find we find a way to we really need to win a one. I don't want to win by 30. Yes, I do. That's not right. You but better not win a close game, We right? do yeah. need to to get a game that comes down where we have a two-point lead with a minute to go or we're down two with a minute to go and we find a way to win the game. You know, we did it at Youngstown. We found a way to take the lead and then the last six seconds were, you know, I mean, we, we had two timeouts. We had 120 seconds to explain what we wanted in that uh, last six seconds. And I, you can trust me that giving the guy a straight line drive to the basket from 75 feet was not what we drew up. So uh, we just got to find a way to win one, get that monkey off our back, get, get you know, get feeling better about ourselves and, and get going. The schedule is favorable. The schedule is favorable. I mean, we can, we can, we can do some stuff. We got to get to 10 wins. If we get to 10 wins, we'll play two home games in the postseason tournament to get to Indianapolis. We got to get to 10 wins, and we just got to find a way to do it. Absolutely. And again, I uh, hope to see everybody out there uh, tomorrow night and Saturday afternoon as well. Lots of stuff going on, as you said, the Winterfest. Uh, people turn up for that, coach. They, there's no question about it. Everybody's looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a great weekend, and um, I'm looking forward to it myself. I, I really do, and we, we've got to get some wins. Why have you guys had success against UIC, such success? I mean, in particular, in Chicago, but from a 30,000-foot view, why, why have you guys uh, seemed to play UIC so very well? Well, we've only lost one time to them. No, two times. We lost once at Oakland the year we were injured, had all those guys hurt. And then we lost in the conference tournament at Valpo to them. Uh, the year we finished third, they were sixth, and they beat us in the opening round. So... Other than that, we've probably won, what, 10 or 11 or 12 right. games against them. Uh, I think they're a good matchup for us. I think they'll have a hard time guarding us in the post. Um, and that's why what I talked about earlier is if they can turn us over at, at 25 and 35 and 45 feet, then we can't take advantage of that post. And, but I do think they've got some size in there, but they don't have a lot of bulk. And, uh, you know, uh, Xavier and, and Dan Oladapo and, and uh, Brad should be able to score the ball against them because of their lack of bulk. Uh, the question is, are we going to be able to get it in there? Uh, IUPUI on the other side on Saturday, uh, you know, they've, they've had some transfer uh, issues as well. Uh, yeah, they lost a great player, yeah. left them and went to Western Kentucky, which makes no sense at all, but he did. Um, They've had some injuries. Uh, they only had like eight or nine guys dressed for their game against IUPUI the other night. I I haven't gotten into that yet because, I mean, their game against UIC the other night, they are IUPUI. Um, I haven't gotten into that yet. I've watched the game. I've had one eye on them on three or four games, but uh, until, you know, 9 o'clock Thursday night, 10 o'clock Thursday night, I won't really you know, put two eyes on them and, and really look at them and figure it out. But I do know they have some injuries. I also know that they went to Green Bay and won by 20. Cooked them. And they have two outstanding shooters. Yeah. And both those kids 
each like made seven or eight threes in that game against Green Bay. And if you get two guys making eight threes in a game, you're going to beat Wright State. You're going to beat everybody. And so we're obviously we're going to one of the things we've done well is guard the three. We're going to have to really guard it uh, on Saturday against those two kids. Final two minutes of the show, Coach. Got anything else? No, we don't want the questions. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we wrapped them all up. Okay. Uh, floor is yours, man. Don't really have much to say. I just, just you know, I appreciate the people that showed up tonight. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that we're going to have a good crowd on Thursday. And uh, I hope our players understand that, you know, the season's getting short. And all those things we've talked about all year, about getting better, get better, get better, and learn from your mistakes. And if things don't kill you, only make you stronger. It's it's time to show that we're, we're you know, we're getting stronger and we're getting better. Uh, I, th I think this week is a really, really teetering point of our season on what direction we're going to go and whether we're going to be able to get home court advantage for the tournament or we're going to be on the road. Superhero night tomorrow. Who's your who's your go-to superhero? You have one? You mean at Oakland? No, I, no, like the characters, you know, superhero characters. I, I, Mighty Mouse counts, I think. I watch Mighty Mouse. Oh, Mighty Mouse oh, oh, oh. So that our game, that's what we're Superhero nights, I like the people theme. are There'll supposed be to dress up. And all that kind of oh, stuff. Who's I'm your go-to superhero? I'm glad they didn't tell me that. I would have. <laughs> if they told me I had to dress up like that, I'd have been in real trouble. So, um, Who's the fattest superhero? Because I'd have fit that one pretty oh. good, I think. I don't know. That's not really a build that you see, and that, that doesn't fit the superhero stereotype, does it? Mm, no. Maybe, maybe we could start one like uh, Season Fry Man. Yeah, I gotta go with Bat. I gotta go with Batman. I think Batman likes Season Fries, though. All right, that's chalk. <laughs> we appreciate everybody uh, coming out. Big thank you to Shay Norling back in our Real Team Real Estate Studios as well. And uh, again, as we said, appreciate you guys every week. You guys show out all the time. Uh, for the head coach Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thursday night, tomorrow night, UIC, seven o'clock tip time. And then on Saturday afternoon, IUPUI as well. That'll be Winterfest. So a big weekend going on around the campus of Oakland University. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. We were born this way. Forged in the same fire. Right now, employee lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2017 Dodge Journey for $269 a month. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. 
Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.